You are listening to Legion Substitute Podcasters, episode 742. A look back 600 episodes ago to what we thought about the Zero Hour Legion. Welcome to episode 742 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and uh, and today I am... Am I New Year lad yet? I think I am. I think you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm New Year lad. Look at me. I'm wearing the top hat and the diaper. Uh, oof, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, a happy New Year to all. And... Um, we are, um, yeah, that's all I got. It's over yeah. to you, sir. All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Michael Grabois, and today I am back to the past, lad. Uh, yes. Maybe start of 2023 for most of you out there, unless you're listening to this in like 2026, doing a, a long re, uh, re-listen. Uh, but today, for this episode, we're going back to the summer of 2011 for the sub's first look at the Reboot Legion. Uh, originally presented as episode 142 from June 20th, 2011. Uh, we're going to go back in time in our time bubble to see what the subs of 11 and a half years ago thought of the first two issues, uh, the zero issues of the Reboot Legion. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, these are the only issues that the subs did for the reboot. So we are marching into this six-plus-year effort with not everyone having read the series. Oh, definitely. And in fact, I, I, I know that I have largely, um, I have, I, I have, since we started the show, knowing that we were going to cover it eventually, I held off reading it. Um, so I will, I will, uh, experience it as we, uh, well, I mean, I read the first couple of years to be fair. Um, but I think sometime around, um, 1997 i i stopped get i stopped getting the book and um well stopped getting pretty much any book and uh and so and and then you know didn't get kind of get back into it until um you know just the last couple of issues of uh the of the gail simone series mm-hmm. right which as we discussed a couple of weeks back uh was in fact the last couple of issues of of the legion yep and, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's kind of the, the stretch, right? Um, I, I think maybe the three boot had actually started and I kind of picked up a couple of back issues along with it, you know, a couple, like they were still on the shelf because they'd only been out a little while before. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so, so I've, have, I've uh, stayed away from a lot of that stuff because of that. So I have, uh, obviously, uh, from our vantage point now, no idea what is going to happen over the next few years with a, a, a Legion series. But even if there's no new Legion series, we're going to be in the reboot till at least probably 2029. So we've got a good oh, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, Paul's girls will be ready to. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we can hand it over to them. Once we're finished with the reboot, and then they can do the uh, the three boot and the retro boot all over again. When we were at, at dinner tonight, um, 
uh, Ella mentioned uh, we were there's a, a program that she got into at school um, and uh, and she's pretty excited about it. it's you know some advanced classes and that sort of thing and so uh, she was really pleased about that and she was saying about how oh look it says it says that I graduate in in uh, 2027. <laughs> oh man and i said yes and then i said and then two years later you guys are taking over the podcast and she what <laughs> so yeah so yeah that's what we got um and uh so next week as as you guys are listening to this we will start out with um uh with some guest stars and we will get into the reboot, starting with Legion of Superheroes, Volume 4, Issue Number 0. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, six years later, we'll find out where we are and if if any of us are still left. Yeah. If we haven't retired and... Six years later. <laughs> this takes longer than the five-year gap. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll all be wearing jackets with pouches. And shoulder pads. Definitely shoulder pads, yeah. Yeah, I see it happening. All right. So uh, I guess before we get into that, uh, why don't we talk about the class of? All righty. Uh, so just like last week, um, we are in the uh, kind of the fallow period of the teens when there was not a new book. And they were only guest stars here and there. So I had to combine uh, the classes of 2015 and 2016 uh, so we could have a, a good number to vote from. We have three entries from 2015 and wow. seven from 2016. So our 2015 entries uh, are all from the Convergence series. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, from Convergence, Superboy, and the Legion. We have the Atomic Knights of Earth-86 uh, banded together after World War III, which in their universe happened in October-86. Right. Founded by ex-soldier Gardner Grail, the Knights operated out of the small town of Durvale with a goal to restore order to the war-torn Earth. Uh, Grail and his partner found six ancient armor suits that were exposed to radiation over the centuries. The armor could absorb radiation and was impervious to nuclear rays. And instead of horses, they rode on giant Dalmatians yes. that genetically altered. Uh, we also had the Legion meeting up with Blue Beetle, Captain Adam, and the question of Earth 4 uh, taking place prior to Crisis on Infinite Earths. So they were the uh, original Charlton versions. Yes. Uh, and they met the Reboot Legion. And then we had Telos, who was uh, kind of the mastermind behind it all. He was created by Brainiac to aid him in bringing about the convergence of multiverses. Telos has worked, that's Telos, not Telos, mm -hmm. has worked for every version of Brainiac that has ever existed in every incarnation of the multiverse. Wow. His most recent master was Brainiac of Future's End timeline, who he served until his master mysteriously disappeared while trying to acquire Metropolis. In the wake of Brainiac's absence, 
Telos came to the conclusion that since Brainiac is unique, so it must be unique, and it decided to judge that Brainiac intended to have the captive cities of the multiverse fight each other to deem the survivors worthy. And that was uh, the class of 2015. Uh, 2016, yeah. we had a number of characters from the Supergirl series. Uh, you'll recall that uh, this is when Monel first appeared. And so uh, we get to bring in Alex Danvers, who is the adoptive sister of Kara Danvers, aka Supergirl. Uh, Alex also ran the DEO when Monel first appeared. I'm kind of having that moment of like, wow, that was that long ago. Wow. Was, yep. Wow. So we have uh, McGann Moores, Moores mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. Miss Martian. Uh, she was a white Martian from the planet Mars and a, rem- and a member of the Resistance and eventually joined uh, Team Supergirl. And then we have Toy Man, a.k.a. Win Shot, who actually appeared in the... Uh, uh, the very first episode along with Alex, but uh, this man was the son of Superman villain, the toy man. He was an tech expert who worked out alongside Kara at Catco. And That's right. He, he was the guy in the chair. He served as one of her allies and a, a potential love interest. But then when it moved over to CBS, they said uh, enough of this uh, rom-com stuff. We need to make it a, an Arrowverse type. Yeah. So, so he moved over to DEO and became their tech expert. Uh, he helped develop Supergirl's costume. He was there when Monel and, and then the Legion were revived. Uh, he later went to the 31st century after the de- defeat of the World Killers, and he joined the Legion. Uh, initially, he used the codename Computer Lad, but then <laughs> he started using Toy Man because he wanted to reclaim um, the, uh, the title from his father. That's right, he's and taking while, it back. And while in the 31st century, he uh, married Ayla Rands, and they had a daughter. Oh. Uh, also in 2016, we had a, uh, a few random appearances. Uh, we have Dr. Manhattan, from uh, DC Universe Rebirth, Rebirth, who is an omnipotent being from the Watchmen universe. It was his mucking around with time and Superman's origin that led to the multiple reboots of the Legion. We have Sugar and Spike, Metahuman Investigations. Mm. Uh, They grew up and became private investigators catering to the uh, Metahuman community. Uh, And that was a very funny story where they met the Legion in uh, Legends of Tomorrow number six. Yeah, there's a there's a trade of that as well. Yes, that, that I that, picked up. Uh, we will get to that story sometime over the next decade. There you go. Uh, we have the um, the Suicide Squad because, uh, as you'll recall, they teamed up with the Emerald Empress to fight the Justice League. And then uh, one of the most obscure characters in the 31st century, uh, Colonel Ladd. Um, this was um, uh, from a promotional giveaway called Kentucky Fried Chicken, the Colonel Corps. Uh, 
this was the 31st century descendant of the 21st century Colonel Sanders. And he was one of the members of the Colonel Corps tasked with remembering one of the 11 herbs and spices of the original recipe. Nice. And so uh, uh, the Legion didn't actually appear, but they were in the 31st century and uh, Brainiac 5 was name checked and Impulse was there and they were using the uh, Cosmic Treadmill. So as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's in canon. Oh, absolutely. And uh, yes, much like Robin. Yes. And uh, because we are recording this early, I don't know who last week's winner was. So uh, you'll have to check out the notes for the show once, uh, once we post it in the, in the group. Well, there we go. Maybe we can do like an omnibus uh, um, recount of, uh, of here's who we had or something. Right. Yeah. Nice. Well, that is marvelous. And you know what we should do now, Michael? What should we do, Paul? Let's, uh, let's uh, turn it over to those guys from 600 episodes ago. 11 years ago, I might add. Dang. And uh, so are we going to take our, our time bubble back there? Yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. Okay. So um, then watch out for the pink fuzz over there, okay? Right. You're listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 142, Back to the Future, Riverdale style. And welcome to episode 142 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I'm Paul French. And today I am fixed up, boy. My tennis elbow that's been bugging me the last couple of weeks seems to have subsided finally. Can lift stuff Yay. again. You couldn't just switch hands? <laughs> I didn't well, know you played tennis. So. Yeah, well, he doesn't. Hey now. It was actually a gardening-related injury. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you see, it's just going to sound stupid the further I get into it. You're supposed to so. use a hoe, not a tennis racket. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Yeah, must it, not make comment. <laughs> it was a yeah, it was a, it was a battle with the uh, the pull start on the lawnmower, and it won. Uh, it won. Oh yeah, Mister yeah. looking forward to all that yard work has got uh, his first wound. Yes, <laughs> seriously, right? But you next know, time have Jan start the mower. <laughs> seriously, actually, I had to get her to do it one day because I could not. I just couldn't lift the damn thing i couldn't pull the uh, the the starter and so uh so i was like can you come over here and just give this a yank for me so oh, so, oh, oh hello hey. <laughs> sailor <laughs> all right i think it's best i just leave it at that for this week <laughs> <laughs> probably so and i am darren noel and i am uh liza boy because happy new york everybody wow hey seriously hey. I'm very, I'm a very happy gay boy this weekend because New York finally passed marriage equality with the thanks of the GOP. Words I thought would never escape my mouth. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a new era for first everywhere, isn't it? It's so, true. Very happy about that. Nice. I'm Matt Kramer, and this week I will be or Thursday night I will be concert kid because I'm hitting. Two concerts that night. It's good. So we wow. got in in Milwaukee uh, Summerfest, which is an eleven day eleven day long series of concerts. Ooh. But uh, Thursday night we are seeing the band uh, Neon Trees at eight o'clock, and then Wanda Jackson at ten o'clock. Cool. 
Yes. And then I get to drive to Iowa Friday morning, bright and early. Are you getting gay married? No. <laughs> no. I'm going to my grandma's birthday party. Oh. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She she will read to me the names of every same sex couple that got married. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's just her thing. Yes, it's her thing. I'm like Grandma's grandma. flag in the rainbow. I like her. I like her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. That's a cool granny. Yes. She likes the gays, as she the calls gays. them. <laughs> the gays. Well, I'd like, rather be called the gays than the scary homos coming over the hill. So I'll take the gays. <laughs> The Twitters, the Facebooks, the gays. The gays. <laughs> and I am Scott Coles, and tonight I am oh so tired, lad. <laughs> okay, Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, went to a midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Show last night uh, in London. It was put on by a group of players, an assistant directed by a friend of ours, so we went down and Spent the evening there and had a wonderful time. It was very well done. And cool. I'd be surprised if they didn't win the award for the festival. It's the, the London Fringe Festival. No. But yeah, so I ended up, you know, bed 5.30, wake up 6.30. <laughs> because for some reason, my friend doesn't have curtains on his apartment. So as soon as the sun came up, it was bright as heck in oh. there. And once it's oh. that bright, I can't sleep anymore. So, so Yeah. We have a tired monkey. Aw, tired monkey. Poor tired monkey. He will attempt to do his best at humor, but he is not guaranteeing it. <laughs> <laughs> he will also talk about himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> and this is nothing new. No, I was going to say. That's not anything at all. Poor monkey. So what did we have in terms of Legion news this week? Well, I think it's rather quiet, isn't it? I yeah, mean, we just, we had a we had a um, there was there was a, a Newsarama interview with with Paul Levitz talking about the uh, the upcoming series. And, oh yes, um, just sort of talking a bit about about where where his focus is going to lie, and uh, so it seems we are getting several new Legionnaires, and uh, we'll probably spend a lot of time following them for a bit as well. Sounds to me very very reminiscent of the uh, the early. Um, Baxter years. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No? Not yeah. at all. Gotta shake it up every now and then. And he doesn't get to use Tyrock, so he's probably just like, well, if I can't use Tyrock. <laughs> I mean. I, I just want Tyrock and Black Lightning to meet once. That's. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, and uh, and uh, because they've both <laughs> they've both broken out of the jive talk, so true. It'd be funny if they slipped back into it when they talk to each other, though. <laughs> I, know that, I know that when my wife and I go to Newfoundland, and she starts talking to the Newfies. Her accent comes back like that. Yeah, no, so. I, I'm the same way. I, I when I'm talk, when I talk to my parents. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My my uh, my accent totally comes back in too. So totally get that. And yeah, I mean, he's he's Tyrock. Come on. Mm-hmm. Shut your Oops. mouth. He's uh, Troy Stewart, isn't he? So shouldn't he meet John Stewart at some point? Oh. oh. They never established whether or not there was some lineage there, did they? Well, no. Tyrock's been on an island forever, but I figure we now's a good time to rewrite that origin, folks. Mm. Just saying. Might be a good idea to erase just, that. In- 
eclipsing moment and rewrite it. It's a classic. <laughs> Just what Scott wants, another Green Lantern tie to the Legion. Yes. <laughs> there aren't enough yet. Goddamn Green Lanterns. Uh, yes. Yes, well, I, as, I, as I was telling you guys, I had my... Um, my real life Legion moment when, when a, a guy leaves me a message saying his name is Monel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a freaky. It was, it, it was, it was. Was he calling from the phantom zone? <laughs> <laughs> and did he whine? <laughs> yeah. If he was really mopey, it might be the right one. <laughs> Oh, hi, Paul. It's Monel. Just broke up with my girlfriend. She left me for a douchebag. Just called to say hey. Hey. Absolutely. So uh, we're we're gonna we were gonna try something a little a little different today. Oh, we are. Yeah, we. I love when we do that. I love experimenting. Hey, um, so we uh, we just came out of a run on the on the on the three boot, and we kind of wanted to go back to the beginning, the beginning of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but we have it. We have to do do a detour because we have something special planned, don't we, Paul? Yes. Are you guys getting gay married in New York? Maybe. Is that what the special thing is? Did I ruin Maybe. It? Did I ruin the surprise already? I no. think you yes. might have. I think you might have. <sighs> Damn me. Um, you're the flower girl, so yeah. Why? Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, I I did get uh, mistaken for gay again this weekend, guys. So. <laughs> hey, see, <laughs> at a Rocky Horror Show, say it isn't so. Can a white man just dress nice and? No. Stri- <laughs> no. What the hell? It's, Not allowed. Not allowed. Sorry. <sighs> it hardly seems fair. White it, boys it do not, not care about their appearances or their body odors. Oh, that's well. that's the key there. So funny. all this time I thought I was white and straight. Nor do they wear wear bright orange unless they are a construction worker. Whoa. That's true. That's true. Dayglow orange is kind of a, a flag. You guys color, are just yeah. colorists. No, hey. I was actually dressed. I had a suit. Oh a black suit. It wasn't Ooh. orange. My black. shirt was my shirt was orange, however. <laughs> nice. It was nice. It was a very nice one. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, where, where where does Orange land on the hanky code, Darren? Uh, do you want to know about this? This, um, is, this is what I figured. <laughs> or, orange is the color of any time, any place, anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the danger color. It's anything goes, and I don't mean the musical. Danger, so, danger. Yeah, you don't wear oh, orange. Dude. To a club, unless you really are ready for everything. Fair enough. I, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> you heard it here. Something Darren would not do. Yeah, I would not wear orange in a gay club. No, I would. I, I would My motto is be prepared. That. Well, you better be. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come on, Segway lad, get me out of this. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> what was I thinking? Um, so we, a lot of people have been wondering when we would get to the Archies, and we're going to kind of touch on it just uh, just right at the beginning, and um, we will probably come back to them again at another point. But uh, we probably we'll be- shouldn't touch on the Archies while they're underage. They are underage. Oh, that's true. And they look it. They they, they do. They do indeed. So. Um, so we're going to start off by taking a look at the the post zero hour um, Legion of Superheroes origin. 
And uh, so this took place in Legion of Superheroes Zero and Legionnaire Zero. Mm-hmm. And um, so this would this would have been a couple of years into the Legionnaires run. Yeah, and just like a just a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So so they had so basically Zero Hour came along, and Zero Hour was a rewriting of the timeline. Sound familiar, folks? Mm, no. um, <laughs> so uh, so the whole idea was that basically, hey, you know, since Crisis, everything's gotten a bit confusing. Um, so they wanted to set a definitive timeline in place for the DC universe. So it was always sort of the idea that, okay, well, you know, at this point, Superman's been around for 10 years and this has happened, that has happened. And it was their idea of trying to sort of straighten out the time stream. <laughs> they and, and so what they did is they did a whole lot of sort of new jumping on points for a lot of books. And, uh, and, and Legion of Superheroes probably actually of all the Z- post zero hour books, they probably had the biggest changes because this was the first re- big reboot. You know, okay. we saw, we saw the soft boot in, um, in in the uh, five year later story where where was where basically their time their own timeline was rewritten, uh, but you know a lot Twice. of the, well <laughs> yeah yeah and so but a lot of their a lot of their continuity still held. Well, what uh-huh. this did is it started everything from scratch. Um, you know we we've referred to this a number of times on the show as kind of like Ultimate Legion. Um, you know because basically. Um, uh, in 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 2000, um, Marvel would do their uh, their ultimate line, and uh, and it, it had a very similar feel to it. You know, you kind of had the uh, the characters brought back to sort of a younger looking aesthetic, and uh, um, it was starting right from the beginning again. And um, you would so get a whole new generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Invested. And, yeah, and you would get like you know sort of new versions of old stories and that sort of thing. So. Um, and the, and then you would get complete complete digressions. I mean, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't just that, but um, yeah. So we uh, we can uh, we can start here. Uh, so so Matt, you want to take us through the first issue? Sure. We up first. We have Legion of Superheroes number zero, cover dated October nineteen ninety four. Issue is called Time and Chance. The story is by Mark Wade and Tom McCraw. The art is by Stuart Immonen and Ron Boyd. The letters are by Bob Pinaja. Colors by Tom McCraw. Mike McAvaney Mike is the assistant editor, and Casey Carlson is the editor. And we start out with, you guessed it, folks, a Rand's origin story. Take a drink. Take a drink. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not even into the first page. No, no. Mm. <laughs> We've got uh, Mecht, Garth, and Ayla zooming off on the their parents' cruiser. And, uh-oh, they run out of energy right by the planet Corball. And Have I seen this before? Yeah, <laughs> right. Stop, stop us if this sounds familiar. But, yeah, it's your, no real twists or turns or anything. It's just your standard <laughs> Rand's origin story. Well, they they get the Corbel uh, Lightning Beasts to try to charge the fuel cells and Grife. Garth wakes up from a nightmare. And he says, oh man, three years and still it keeps knocking at my dreams. Isn't there a clock in this dive? What time is it? He uses his lightning powers by stamping his fingers and 
turning on the clock in his little dive hotel room. It's better than the clapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he might he might get that from staying in this room. Ooh. Oh, hey. hello. No. <laughs> so uh, about time to check out. The shuttle from Brawl will be coming through soon. <laughs> With luck, before mom and dad figure out how I lied about visiting Aunt Ruth. <laughs> Better get a move on. When if cops aren't too patient with runaways, and he, he uh, turns on the vid screen before he checks out and says, "Turn to sports. Planet Earth hosts next week's Magna Ball exhibition, and for more on that story, we take you live to Brawl, where Rock Crin, winner of the high high styled Magna Ball Cosmic Games, has." Honed his native magnetic skills to the peak of Brawlian perfection. <laughs> and then we get Rock Crin, two-time cosmic champion. <laughs> the internet has nicknamed you Cosmic Boy. What's it like to be honored as the 30th century's best? Some flattered, sir, though I don't know about being singled out. Will your kid brother follow in your footsteps? I hope so. He's is it true about you and Magnus Gator Cindy Power? Um <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> so how about an Explanation of your debt structure, Crin. Perhaps your manager has a few words. Debt? What do you mean? What's he talking about, Mr. Cuspin? That's <laughs> just a financial term, Rock. <laughs> Fancy words for to describe exhibition pay. <laughs> and uh, we know something's <laughs> something fishy's going on there. Mm-hmm. And then he gets approached by <laughs> uh, someone. And I always forget. Well, what what's what planet's Sinestro from? Corrigar. Uh, Corgar. Yeah, it's like a Corgarin. <laughs> oh, he says, oh, come on, Cosmic Boy. How's about a quick exhibition for the home crowd? He says, oh, he's got to go because the shuttle's waiting. And uh, the guy just won't won't stop. He says, well, have you any metal on your belt? Yeah, why? And then Rock throws him in the air. He's just asking. And then <laughs> he gets uh, heads out to the shuttle and... <laughs> says that he wants to give the endorsement fees he gets to his parents and he doesn't need he doesn't need the money and then he gets on the shuttle and next stop is titan i hope nothing happens on titan and we've got uh it looks like it's the science police training facility and to uh, Science police would think, nothing's happening. You swore she was alpha class. Maybe she can't handle the pr- pressure. Shh, let her concentrate. This is a big moment for her, okay? And uh, Amara's, I'm sorry, Sergeant. If any of these suspects has any information on the stolen crystals, I can't read it. And, uh, I was sure it was one of them was the perp. All right, boys, you're free to go. <laughs> the sergeant says, so you're rated as Titan's best telepath? Should that be overrated? Oh. He says, I made a full sweep. I don't think they have any connection to the theft. And then the shopkeeper comes running in. What are you doing? You're turning these these lousy filters loose on the word of a little girl? Those crystals were priceless. Who's to blame for their theft? Who? And then Amber says, you are. <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you, officer, take this urchin away. I'm reading thoughts of a black market, something about a barter baron named Emil. <laughs> and uh, we know him well. Apparently you do too, ma'am. No. And she runs out, and then <laughs> Amber just clacks her. No need, officer. She's not going far. 
It's a nicely handled. That's it then, Agent Nardine. Imra, you've earned the right to join the science police. We're going to miss your help here on Titan, but once your talents wow them at Earth home base, you'll be the darling of the SP in no time. And back to the shuttle. Get uh, Garth meeting Rock for the first time. Excuse me, do you speak Interlac? Doesn't everybody in this quadrant? Hi, my name's Rock Can. Garth Rands, good to meet you. Any idea how long to Earth? And why are you in a hurry? Looking for my brother. I think he might be there. Think? Don't you know? Not really. But I gotta follow every lead. So, how long a trip? Then uh, a big shot comes walking through, and it's none other than Mr. R.J. Brand. He doesn't want any special treatment. He wants to be treated just like a normal passenger. And at that point, Rock says, it's a lot shorter than it used to be. Mm. <laughs> and you can thank that man for it. And <laughs> it, it says, uh, then they, they recognize R.J. Brand, and it, it's a... And Garth explains, not Garth, uh, Rock explains that the whole United Planet project depends on him. They say he's the only man alive who knows the secret of Stargate technology. <laughs> I've yes. heard that too. Yeah, because, I, 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 you know, before he was known as the guy who built stars. Yep. And so now he's he's created this, just this whole new method of, of, of transportation. And and it was kind of a neat, uh, a neat twist on that. Yeah, I think it seems a little more plausible in this that he created some kind of transportation, then he built a star. Well, and the idea that what it does is it, it, it that helps to uh, to pull the United Planets together because now they're you know closer because it doesn't take as long as it used to. Right. So, so it's kind of a neat touch because now he's not only responsible. He, you know, we know what he's going to end up being responsible for Legion wise, but he's really also responsible for the coming together of the United Planets. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and nothing bad will ever happen because of Stargate technology. <laughs> nothing <laughs> at all, except for that sci-fi series. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> and uh, Rock says, "Without Brand, we'd still be bankrupting entire worlds for warp speed fuel instead of jumping light years at the shift of a relay." So. Yeah, he's created a just a, it's almost like a wormhole kind of thing. But yeah, <laughs> then we've got some more VIPs coming on the ship, and Garth says, "And one B A B E, I'm an L O V E." And then he, I love it when they spell things out. It's like a country western song, right? <laughs> <laughs> Picture me and her in the starlight of Ventura, sipping conos in the dream tub, wearing only, and she says. Then Imra says, don't even think about it. Oog! <laughs> the badge, Garth. We're on Titan. Mandatory Saturn ID. She's a telepath and I'm a perv. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. <laughs> and it's a good explanation for why she's walking around with this with Saturn logo. Totally. Huh? And it was nice to see the explanation of Cosmic Boy's name. Yes. Yes. Otherwise, he, otherwise, you would think, why wasn't he just Magnet Boy? <laughs> yeah, he should be Magnetic Kid. Screw that yeah. guy. Yeah. Cosmic Boy Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Rock goes on to say that they're all mind readers on this moon, pal. You think you look bad to her? My w- world was at war with her race for decades. Hmm. Brawl's always in trouble with other people. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't get along. <laughs> they just can't play nice. Nah. And then the next panel, we see a, a bunch of people who were sitting near Imra get up and leave. <laughs> One of them looks like Morn from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Actually, I kind of feel sorry for her. As a rule, telepaths aren't too warmly embraced. <laughs> She's not making many friends in this joyride. And uh, then they land at, land at Earth and <laughs> they say, uh, so Garth... Uh, where to for you? If you need a place to hang, thanks, but no, gotta move on, bud. <laughs> Got places to go and people to find. Maybe me and the wife will look you up someday. Wife? Ah, still unsure, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Can't help but cannot get that blonde out of my mind. Wish we could break the ice. And then she's got a puzzled look and uh, a question mark thought balloon and a... Some of the crew, the shuttle crew are saying, there he is. I'm my signal. Go. As Brand is getting off the shuttle and thoughts, murder. <laughs> These men, they aren't maintenance. They're assassins and they're after Brand. And the, yeah, this is definitely drawn in the 90s. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, they, thank. Those are, gun, those are guns worthy of cable. <laughs> right? <laughs> and headbands. Headbands, headbands, headbands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just think Just, about how much more how much more it costs to hire those assassins because they have to be strong enough to lift those guns. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Their uh, forearms have got to be massive. That's right. Uh, They're like Popeyes. Pop the spinach before you pop the old man. Oh my! <laughs> that sounds dirty, and I don't know why. Everything sounds dirty to you. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, because everything is dirty to him. <laughs> Kiss plasma, old man. What, the gun won't stop shaking. <laughs> sure, well, you just gotta let go of it first. As see, uh, Rock is lifting them into the air, and <laughs> Garth says, "Decent plan, but maybe they need an incentive." And he zaps them so they all let go of the guns. He says, "Well, what do you know? Red here is a real live wire. <laughs> Magnetism. Uh, uh. That is so cool." Oh, that's Emerson. right. Yep. Yep, because, yeah, and we'll get that. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Sooner rather than later, but hey, hey, don't let me interrupt all those good thoughts. But uh, do you suppose you could ditch the mutual stroke fest long enough to actually catch the bad guys? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> egos there and egos. Oh. Still inappropriate language. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. And Rock, Rock and Garth uh, take out the would-be assassins and leave them for the the science police. And Imra tries to figure out who is responsible and scanning hired thugs, but cloaked with size screens. Can't ferret out the name of their employer. And then SPs arrives. They'll take it from there. And they, uh, one of the SPs takes Imra with them. And Garth and Rock uh, slip away. Garth's a little worried about the cameras. He doesn't want his face shown on uh, the TV. And his parents know where he is. But <laughs> then we see 
some people running after Brand and told me, Doyle, if you're my partner, you're my partner. If anything happens to this old man, there he is. RJ, are you all right? And then Lornu and I got here as quickly as we could. RJ, did you, you just did the right, right thing. You're making too big of a deal about this, right, Garth? Garth, as uh, Rock is being interviewed by some reporters and Garth has just slipped away and RJ gets a bit of a twinkle in his eye. Uh-oh. Yeah. And uh, we uh, then switch the scene to R.J. Brand's office, where he is meeting with the president of the UP. And <laughs> he's uh, saying, talking about the delegates who arrived for the upcoming summit. Thanks to your Stargate, as usual, Brand, the UP is in your debt. Then I'm calling in my markets, Madam President. I want to propose a deal. Splendid. I've always wondered when you'd finally sell your secrets. With Earth, EarthGov privy to Stargate tech, we can open. Oh, nice try, Madam. <laughs> but those Stargates are this old man's only hole card. I believe I'll hold on to it, thanks. Let's talk instead about your fledgling United Planets. <laughs> Galactic unity, shared tech, common alliance, good ideas, but ephemeral. Words and concepts, you're selling a grand vision, but nothing to look at. Suppose I were to finance a symbol, something concrete to rally around. The president say, ooh, tell me more. EarthGov always listens to R.J. Brand. Even his wildest ideas are fun to hear. Exactly what do you have in mind? Then on his uh, Omnicom, he shows some preliminary Legion designs. <laughs> And uh, I got the. I like that you, we've got a couple of variations on the logo, so we've got that old st- old style L from the uh, around the oh, uh, the Great right. Darkness Saga, and then below that you've got the L from the from, well earlier in this series, um, mm-hmm. would or, yeah yeah it would have been um, at, at the at the beginning of this series, and uh, so yeah that was kind of a neat nod as well. And then we're uh, taken to the science police headquarters where uh, Imra is being talked to. You're finished classifying case files, Ardeen. You can organize my workspace. But Commander Hagbard, the brand affair isn't the concern of a cadet. You want that sort of responsibility, you'll have to earn it. And then you see a couple familiar science police faces. We got old, good old Quav and Siobhan Aaron. Mm-hmm. Like she'll ever get the chance. Hagbard hates Titanians. You know what I think, Siobhan? No, but she but she might. We'll have to be careful around her, Quav. And then uh, Warnu walks up to her and says, Careful, Cadet Ardeen. Even I can read those thoughts. <laughs> Looks like I came at quite the opportune moment. My name is Lauren Odurgo. I'm Mr. Brand's personal assistant, and he has a message for you. And then we've got uh, Rock at his Magnaball <laughs> practice, and he's a little bit off today, and his coach is getting on him. And then, uh, and, I, and I picture his coach kind of sounding like Burgess Meredith in Rocky, <laughs> right? Come on, Rocky, <laughs> eating thunder and crap and but, lightning. <laughs> for, for, for a second, I thought I thought you meant Burgess Meredith from Clash of the Titans, because that would be pretty funny. <laughs> but. By the gods, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> mm. My. 
But Werner says, don't let him beat you up. I, for one, liked your moves. Anytime you want to move me around, please do. Do I know you? Not yet, Cosmic Boy. But if my boss has his way, we'll get much better acquainted. This message, is he serious? Is he planning some sort of weird eugenics program or what? (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. (laughs) We can clone him. And uh, then we uh, switched scenes once again to a jail where uh see garth has been poking around the wrong places asking the wrong questions he was at the the black maces joined (laughs) hello and then uh as garth's about to get well (laughs) probably not treated too pleasantly (laughs) gornu walks in and his bail has been paid and he's like, who are you? Apparently, you're a guardian angel. Good thing you got arrested or we might have never tracked you down. Follow me. And he says, looks like my brother's moved on. The trail's cold and I don't know where to go next. And then, Rock? That's me. Look who else is here. Imra, meet Garth. Charmed, I'm sure. Ah, uh, the ice maiden begins. Yeah. And then... Gorn, who walks off, and Mr. Brand will see you in a moment when the door opens, enter. In the meantime, make yourselves comfortable. And they're like, what do you think this is all about? And Mr. Cuspin, Mr. Cuspin, are you listening? And he's like, just enjoying the atmosphere, my boy. When we get in that office, let me do the talking. This could be big, really big. And Gorn, who says, now Gorn. Emmer says, I hope so, for your sake. What? You're practically broadcasting, Cuspin. Crin, I read that your manager has an alarming gambling debt. He's channeling your earnings to pay his creditors. Oh, Uh-oh. man. <laughs> Boom, baby. Stinking mind tapper. She just wants a, a shutout of whatever brand's offering rock. She's lying. About who? About the Stone family? You owe them what? A million five? And you're into a man named Prell Drygar for twice that. And I'm picking up, wow, you sold Crin's endorsement rights without his consent? That alone will earn you five years on Tacron Galtos. She's like, get out of my head. Damn you, get out. And then Garth steps in leave her alone. And then he's going to bash Garth with uh, looks like a with his cane. Mm-hmm. Stupid runts! How dare you threaten me? Both of you can go to, and then oh. Rock grabs it. No, you can go. You're fired, Cuspin. Effective immediately. This isn't over, kid. It will be once I turn you in. Get out, you. Uh, the d- Rock. The door just opened. It's time. And the next page, you got an ad for some series <laughs> I've never heard of before. Starman. Oh God! Oh, yeah, this we're was, gonna be here forever. This was zero hour. Hey, we already have the yep. fate ad on the on the inside front cover. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> With inks uh, by Andy Lanning, who would come yeah, in toward the end of this uh, this yeah. book's run. Yeah, it was written by John Francis Moore, who I think, the Chronos series. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that was great. Which was really good. Unfortunately, stabby fate, not so much. <laughs> stabby fate. <laughs> stabby fate. <laughs> uh, well, that's okay. Jeff Johns made short work of him, so. <laughs> yeah. As Jeff Johns is wont to do. <laughs> hey, at least you didn't get a fist through his skull, okay? so That we saw. Yeah. Well, true, true. <laughs> and then, uh, three kids walk into uh, Brand's office and like, thanks for the tip, Emma, I think. 
Still, you're pretty nosy for a telepath. <laughs> and don't buy into rumor, Crane. We don't like to poke into people's minds, but when they project strong thoughts our way, or lewd ones, <laughs> it's hard not to look inside. And <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, let there be light as a picture of mulleted Superman appears. Uh, yes. ah! Superman. No. Even the Brawlians have heard of the legendary Man of Steel. Hey, so this it's is this is Cyrus in a superhero costume, Ron. This is fairly significant because, of course, Superman had been kept um, f- as we as we heard a couple of weeks ago. Superman had been kept at more than arm's length uh, from Legion continuity for for several years. So mm-hmm. it's uh, th- this is <laughs> this is as close as we get for a little while, folks. But anyway. Yeah, I like how they still kind of had Superman tied into the Legion Origins. Yeah, he was st- so he still is. Well, I mean, he ends up being part of what uh, what caused, what brings the inspiration. So, yep, that was a neat, a neat touch. <laughs> and then we've got another uh, image show up, and it's Batman, another 20th century champion. I believe they called him the Batman. Our host seems quite taken with yesterday's crime fighters, doesn't he? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. Seriously, that's a long game. <laughs> and then we've got uh, images of Flash and Wonder Woman show up and says, not a bad thing. At least someone remembers their legacy. It's been so long since we've known heroes like these. Then Brand walks in and says, precisely. So what can we do about that? I've been a lucky old man. The universe has been damn good to me. I'm fat and I'm rich and I've lived a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks in no small part to you three. <laughs> I look at you and I see an opportunity to give something back. Not just to you, but to the galaxy. And RJ Brand always pays his debts. The action you took at the spaceport by damn. <laughs> you three are heroes. Do you know that? No, you hardly, sir. I don't know, Rand's a story, but Crin and I come from worlds where everyone can do what we do. Can do, perhaps, but would do? I don't think so. I'm not talking about ability. I'm talking about courage and spirit. I've been checking up on you. Surprised? <laughs> uh, not really. Haha, <laughs> good. Then you're bright, too. Bright enough to know that your new lives on Earth aren't all they'd hoped to be. Well, if this old man has learned anything building his fortune, it's that when things aren't going your way, it's time to find a new way. You three were strangers to one another, hell. Two, you come from warring worlds. And yet, when you, the need arose, you put your differences aside and worked together. You were a team. With my financial backing and with the cooperation of the UP, you can stay a team. At the spaceport, you took a chance. Take another. And use your special abilities to help others. And soon others like you will rally around. You'll find a legion of heroes. Superheroes. Hmm. They say when one door closes, another opens. Whatever roads you've walked in the past few days, they've led you here. And I say for a reason, join me. I don't know what'll happen. Maybe we'll all walk away from this in three months. Maybe it won't work out. But maybe, just maybe, you're meant to make magic in the universe. Don't tell me you'd pass that by. And they're all in. And the opposite page, we've got an ad for Rebels. Yes, Rebels 94. Yes. <laughs> And it lasted to what? Rebels ninety five. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, was it? I think it was like eighteen issues or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lasted longer than some of those series out of zero hour. Yes, it did. And as we turn the page, we see an ad for another one. That uh... <laughs> yes, Manhunter. Oh yes. When all else fails, it's time to pray. 
<laughs> uh, the 90s were good, people, weren't they? Come yes, on. Yes, yes, well, yes. Elsewhere, brand lives. Someone must tell our masters that the assassination failed. Odo? <laughs> Sir, please, no. <laughs> tell them, Odo. Don't worry. <laughs> They'll take their wrath. They won't take their wrath out on you. Yes, my lord. <laughs> Jando, you'll be my new lieutenant, but Odo... I lied about the masters. <laughs> they will give us one more chance at brand, and we dare not let it slip away. The UP summit is in three days. Will everything be in place by then? Yes, Lord Doyle. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Splendid. United planets indeed. With unity comes strength, and we can't have that. Perhaps the UP is the dream of the galaxy, but we we are the wake-up call. To be continued. Dun, yeah. dun, Worst dun. hotel ever. <clears throat> well, and you know, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and you know, I kind of always like to think that um, the the Derlin origin of um, of RJ would have sort of still still held, but uh, it looks like they were, you know, even kind of get moving past that then as well. Yeah, and, even uh, though, even if he might still be. Some somewhat of a shaped shifter. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, we move over to Legionnaires Zero. But uh, on the on the last page, oh, sorry, quick, yeah. we've got the the tribute to Neil Posner. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Good old Neil. Yeah, and With just the, the the list of people he brought into DC. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. huge. So what do we got? We got, um, you know, this was, yeah, because this was just after he died in 94. I mean, you've got names like Travis Charest, Phil Jimenez, of course, uh, who actually drew the uh, the picture of, of Neil at the top of the column. Um, Howard Porter, Nick Nazo, Ivan Velez, Stephen Harris, Patrick Rollo, Gene Ha, Scott Lee, Kerry Nord, Kiki Chansimone, Eddie Berganza, <laughs> uh, a name we still see around, uh, Ruben Diaz. Uh, Scott Peterson, Stuart Eminen, who, of course, drew this issue. Uh, Mike Mayhew, Daryl Banks, Jim Ballant, Michael Avon Oming, Bradley Rader, Mike Waringo, Dan Davis, Jason Miner, Ben Herrera, Arnie Jorgensen, John Dell, and Buzz Setzer. And they say, wow. uh, you know, they, and, and in listing those names, they say, um, in tribute, we think it only fitting to remind you and ourselves of just some of the many talented people who are at work in comics today because of Neil Posner's efforts. Um, and yeah, he was basically, he was the group editor of, of Creative Services. So he was, he, he, you know, kind of known best as, as, as their talent scout. And uh, brought a lot of new, uh, a lot of new talent into uh, into DC Comics, and so he died. Actually, just you know, it was uh, actually around this time of year too. It was June twenty first, nineteen ninety four, of, uh, yeah. of age related yeah. illnesses, and um, and uh, yeah, you know, they just talk about how about his dedication to to quality and his dedication to the comics, and um, so there we go. But yeah, some some huge talent that guy brought in. Seriously. So, we make our move over to uh, Legionnaire Zero. Um, again, this one is written by Mark Wade and Tom McCraw. Um. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. So, so Wade and McCraw plotted the issue, and uh, McCraw scr- uh, scripted it. Um. 
so uh, Jeff Moy did the pencils, Ron Boyd the inks, Pat Brousseau the letters, and of course Tom McCraw, as I said, scripted and colored it. Mike McAvenny is the assistant editor, and Casey Carlson is putting it all together. Yeah, every time you say Casey Carlson, I just want to go America's top forty. But you know, <laughs> see, see, when I th- when I say Carlson, I always think of WKRP. Ah, there you go. It's radio. Person is cursed with a radio name. So, um, so, so we start off with kind of a little promo piece for the, for the Legion, and they're they're wearing those uniforms that we saw in the uh, in the picture um, on uh, on Brand's iPad. I mean, his Omnicom, mm-hmm. and um, and so it's, it says, "Gathered together from all corners of the galaxy to personify the unity of our universe, the Legion of Superheroes." I, I, I picture this in the Ted Knight voice. Oh, to- it, dun, it's totally, dun, 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 totally dun, 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 that. Dun, dun, dun. You um, got that. Come on. <laughs> Representing the brave and good of the citizens in our galaxy, the Legion stands ready to protect and serve all the worlds of the United Planets. And all the worlds of the United Planets? And so, so yeah, this is, this is a, a uniform, not uh, unique costumes. And so they're looking at this and, uh, and uh, in, in shock. You know, Rock is just, I don't believe this. Let's take a closer inside look at our founding Legionnaires. And Dimmer says, so this is what those vid shots were for. <laughs> Gar's pretty excited. He says, hey, we're infotainment. <laughs> so, a Magno Ball champ at the age of 15, Rock Crin of Brawl, now uses his magnetic abilities for the benefit of the entire galaxy, going by the name the media have given him, Cosmic Boy. Having turned down a promising career with uh, the science police, 15-year-old Imrar Dean of Titan now puts her natural telepathic abilities to better use as the Legionnaire called Saturn Girl. Garth Rands of Winneth isn't your average 14-year-old. His unique ability to project electromagnetic lightning blasts gives the Legion a much-needed spark. He truly is a live wire. Uh, yeah, that's right. The the Cosmic Boy got to keep his name. Saturn Girl got to keep hers. But but this was where we started seeing a lot of those lad and last names go away in favor of of sort of more snappy things like Livewire. Um, we'll see we'll see some others uh, like that as well. Very shortly. Shortly. Very short order. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So strong, brave, united. The Legion of Superheroes. The United Planets. The glory of tomorrow is today. <laughs> A page it does. Fl- it sounds so filmation, nineteen sixty-five, doesn't it? Yeah, it's uh, this. Sorry, this is. Uh, can anyone read what's under that? I, no, <laughs> I I can't. I'm old. Yeah, so. yeah. So something about the uh, a paid for a, oh a paid Omnicom. Yeah, I can't read that. Like, one. like a, a political announcement by the United Planets. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The lightning was terrible. Um, and he says, so, what do you think? And Garth says, what happened to the name Lightning Lad, Mr. Brand? <laughs> um, marketing thought Livewire was a fresher, more noticeable name, son. Hmm, getting a little And mad. that is probably meta. That's, ex- that's exactly go. it. So uh, he says, and we want the Legion to get all the notice it can right now. And Imra's just <laughs> mortified by the whole thing. She says, is that why we're making this appearance at the UP conference later today? To get noticed? And he says, your presentation to the United Planets Assembly is very important, my dear. Without their official sanctioning, the Legion of Superheroes will never become a a reality. If it requires a little diplomatic nonsense to get things started, then we have to do it. He says, trust me, everything will be fine, you'll see. Ah, here comes Marla with your uniforms. Yay, Marla. 
Um, So he comes in and says, here are the new outfits the kids asked for. And he says, new outfits? Um, And uh, we, uh, we change scene and it says, damn it, it's all happening too fast. What is, sir? This United Planets garbage. The galaxy joining together. Brands to blame for this. First his damn Stargates, now this Legion he's developing. Well, it's going to end today. Have all the preparations been made for the conference? Yes, sir. Everything's taken care of. Um, and so this just basically gets into the uh, into the plot, into the plot to uh, um, essentially destroy um, uh, the, uh, the the United Planets before it begins. So uh, one in one shot, the hope of a unified galaxy, Brand and his three little pets will be destroyed. Then we can step in and take what we want. And so uh, we we cut back here, and um, and we've got uh, a. a, a a new a, a new face uh, added in. Of course, we recognize her. It is, of course, Tinyoazo, and she's uh, worried that her mom's going to kill her. She's like, I can't believe I left these documents behind at the hotel. Why can't I do anything right for mm. once? Come on, Tinya, come on. Um, so we see the delegates are getting together, and actually they've got like that big sort of UP statue that we used to see out front of Legion headquarters, um, the big ball with the little gold balls around it. And, um, and, you know, representing, of course, the United Planets. And um, she says, luckily, it's getting pretty crowded in here. Maybe she won't notice I'm late. And so she Uh, sees her and she says, there she is. I better get to her fast before the meeting starts. And she says, yes, I'm sure. And so uh, we see Tinya's mom and she's saying, yes, I'm sure in your opinion, you're right, Prefect. Um, And uh, and so anyway, Tinya doesn't notice, and she she kind of walks right through the uh, the the globe, the UP globe, and uh, her mom sees this and says, "Get over here now! Are you purposely trying to embarrass me in front of the whole galaxy?" And she grabs her ear, and Tinya says, "Ow! I didn't. You didn't think is what you didn't do. How could you show such disrespect?" But mom, the the globe, just sit down and be quiet. And uh, so they they you know call call the meeting to order. They say, delegates, we have convened here at the request of Mr. Brand, whose Stargate technology has revolutionized space travel and helped bring our worlds closer. Today, however, he offers us a proposal that can make our planets what they should be, truly united. So Brand uh, takes the stage and he thanks the president and, uh, and he says, why don't we just bring them out instead? And so she says, very well, delegates, I give you the living symbol of our unity, the Legion of Superheroes. And so we see Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Livewire. Um, in their in their uniforms, uh, the president is not too pleased with the uniforms. Um, they, you know, I think they were really going for the sort of the bland set. Um, so, uh, so he says. So she says, "Brand those uniforms." And he says, "Look much better than the first set." I agree, Madam President. <laughs> and um, so, so some notable changes in the suits. I mean, what we what we see is like uh, th- this was similar to what. Um, when Matt, when you interviewed Chris Sprouse, when he talked about sort of that that unified design, where it was mm-hmm. the, you know, the the you had one color sort of on the outside and one down the center, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you see that in, in a couple of variations um, in in the uh, in the outfits. So it kind of borrows from from what what was there before, but sort of gives it a bit bit more of a unified look, I think. And uh, and they've also got their utility belts, which oh, uh, yeah, big- pouches galore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Pouchapalooza! Oh wow! So um, 
Anyway, she's not, as I said, pleased with the with the new uniforms. She says, as an interplanetary protection force and de facto ambassadors to the non-UP worlds, these legionnaires represent the best from all our planets to all worlds. Um, and then um, a couple of guys from Enemy Mine say, uh, President <laughs> of Earth, does not the science police fill the role of protectors? Are we not capable of sending out professional, more mature ambassadors when needed? Um... So they, the uh, the you know the kids are kind of nervous and uh, Rock says I don't think we're going over very well, and um, and Lightning Lads or Livewire see, <laughs> um, Livewire says every time okay here's our here's first rule of the Archie drinking game, every yeah. time we call a character by their by their original name, before this <laughs> continuity, um, yeah it could be trouble. Um, yeah. So, so she's pick, pick, picking up an unusual amount of stress throughout the room, almost at a panic. So she gets, she's scanning the room to f- try and figure out what's going on. And um, all the doors have been jammed. And uh, it looks like there's, a, there's someone uh, trying to help a Scalarian break through the doors. And, uh, and so uh, Rock says, hey, if we can solve what's going on, it might look good in front of the delegates. Just be careful not to alarm anyone tele- telepathically. So she does the big scan. The big scan. And uh, so, you know, thoughts like treaty, increase our sector, only children. When's lunch? Will never work. And then wires inside. Hmm. Mm. Um, One of these things is not like the other. Uh-huh. Precisely, precisely. That dumb globe shouldn't be in globe. Wires in the globe? A bomb? Huh? Did you hear Who gives a, a bomb? bomb? A baby. Yeah, so everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. That's true. That's everyone true. gets panicked, of course. And um, yeah, smooth move, Imra. Mm. Sorry, I didn't save it. Just calm the crowd down telepathically while Livewire and I take care of the bomb. You sure it's in the globe? I'm not, but someone here thinks they saw something. So, um, you know, they they need to get an opening to the outside, and uh, Garth is happy to provide such a thing. And with a bawam, there's a big hole in the roof. And uh, everyone outside's kind of freaked out. What the? Someone's destroying the UP building. Um... And so the roof, uh, the roof is caving in, and uh, we see uh, Lornu uh, triplicate herself uh, to uh, to get the um, to get Brand and the president out of the way of the rubble. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Rock's trying to lift the globe, and it's much heavier than he thought. And so he's he's got to push this thing out. So he uh, he he gets it out of the out of the opening that Garth has created, and um, and it it explodes in the sky, and. Um, so um, and and and, uh, and and I guess and then uh, Livewire takes out the doors, and they say, "Okay, so much for the doors." Saturn girl, what are you? Shh, I'm concentrated. I'm concentrating. So many thoughts to sort. There, those two are responsible for locking the doors, and um, they they see that they see the two, and they say, they're getting away. Let's go. Let's get them. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so uh, so Tinya's mom is looking for her, and. Um, Hey, and then there's a weird science uh, series ad. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so weird science. So they get out there and they can't they, they they can't find them and they thought oh we lost them but no there they are pushing someone over, uh, getting into an alley so they get into the darker side of Metropolis. Um, it's a little sketchy. 
Um, so there's too, but there's too many strong emotions around for Emma to sort through. So she says they could be anywhere now. Um, and one of them knocks something over and, uh, um, well, it, he said, well, they, basically some boxes get knocked over and he says, the boxes, they move themselves. <laughs> Damn kids. You've screwed up everything. Uh, I would have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for you meddling kids. Um, <laughs> Chinkies. So, so wait a second. <laughs> so, um, Rock manages to uh, to tie the guy up in metal, and uh, he says, "I got this guy. You guys scout ahead for the other one." So off go uh, Garth and Imra, and uh, he says, "You picking anything up?" And she says, "No, trail's gone cold. We'll have to search each building." And he says, "Well, I guess I'll start with this one." And she says, "Just be careful, Livewire." And he says, um, "Thanks. You too, Imra." And so she says she's picking up a familiar pattern. Um, and she she gets targeted uh, by one of those big old image guns, and uh, but Tinya comes through and manages to uh, to spoil the shot. Of, of course, um, she gets zapped, but naturally she's intangible, so it doesn't matter. So Saturn girl, get out of here! And she says, "What do you think I'm trying to do?" <laughs> and uh, and meanwhile, the uh, the assassin is freaked out and says, "Get away from me, you alien freak!" And Tinya says, "Make me." So, um, like, so lightning lad, there it is. Uh, Livewire gets there, says, thanks for the helping hand, friend. I'll take charge now. And he kazaps her. Actually, he more kzzzz her. Um, so they say, what happened? Oh, not much. We're just finishing up in here. You got anything, Imra? And, and she says, no, but then this isn't the best place to do a proper scan. And uh, so, they intru- so they in- she introduces the rest of them to Tinya. And uh, says, uh, you know, not only she de- did she save my life, but she's the one who discovered the bomb in the globe. And so she introduces herself as Tinuazo and says, I'm sorry if I caused any trouble. I just wanted to help you guys stop these creeps and maybe earn a little respect in the process. Mm. Um, to which Livewire says, well, you certainly did that. You know, the lady here has some sort of phasing talent that could be useful to have in the Legion. And... Um, Rock says, I agree. I've also got someone in mind who could be a, fa- a valuable member. Someone who pulled quite a save during the panic. Three someones, in fact. Mm. And so, 24 hours later, people of Earth, please give a warm welcome to the United Planet's newest representatives. Livewire, Saturn Girl, Cosmic Boy, Apparition, which is Tinya, and Triad, which is, of course, Lorna. And so they're introduced as the Legion of Superheroes, and the crowd goes nuts. Legion, Legion, Legion. Um, uh, meanwhile, Brand's kind of upset because he's like, you know, <laughs> damn, she was a great assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Tinya's mom says, we both knew some, some, some sacrifices would have to be made, Brand. They appear to be a big hit. Hmm. Um, she says they'll be even more popular <clears throat> after their mission. And uh, he says, Mission, what are you talking about? We need to, them to do something more galactic, something the media can play with. And he says, absolutely not. The Legion isn't some PR vid bite for the UP. It's not what we agreed to, and I won't let you, let you use them like puppets. They're not strong enough yet, and they're certainly not ready for any missions. Good day, Madam President. I say good day. I said good day. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, Brand, I agree. They're not ready yet. And she takes a call. Javin, get me in touch with the science police. But first, take a memo. Um, We change scene to SP headquarters in the Fort District. Nice. Um, 
You should you should have seen the look on the perp pay, the perp's face. It was priceless. Our boy Jim scared three cycles of growth out of the guy. Mm. Um, and he says it was a collar, Stu, and a collar is a collar. Yeah, right. Guys wall crawling 40 meters up the side of a building when the big man here reaches up and taps him on the shoulder. Good thing he fell into your hand or we'd be scraping him into an envelope. <laughs> Enjoy his company, boys. This mook's going to be captain before long. And he says, that's the goal. And uh, someone comes up and says, this just came in for you, Lieutenant Allen. And he says, thanks. And, uh, and he says, what do you got there, pal? Your promotion? He says, huh, something a lot more interesting, actually. And um, then we uh, we head over, it looks like, uh, to Xanthu. Tomorrow, join Starboy, Atmos, and Kid Quantum for their fifth and final day of competition. Oh, Atmos. <laughs> yes. Uh, to determine which of Xanthu's finest will become this year's planetary champion. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so uh, they said our choice must be made now, Prefect Davido. Would that we had that luxury, Prefect Erickson. I'd hate to weaken our own uh, world's forces, but dare we endanger our newly formed bond with the United Planets? And it looks like they've got another one of these little uh, message Omnicoms. And he says, I agree, Prefect, taking everything into consideration. He's the best candidate for our task. Not Atmos and not Starboy. Kid Quantum, can you come with us? Now, Prefect, whatever it is, she can surely wait until after tomorrow's. And he gets the message, and they say, it cannot. And he says, no. No! Uh, Then we take another switch over, and, um, hey, this is going to be a familiar face. Um, uh, She's getting more coordinated every day, isn't she? Spoken with understandable pride, we finally taught her control. The question is, where do we go with her now? And, and one of the science police says, actually, I believe I have the answer. And uh, the, two, the, the, the two who were working on this say, what the, how dare you? The science police aren't even allowed in this station. We resent this intrusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, file a complaint. But <laughs> read this first, tech heads. The order's from on high. Gripe all you want, but Jenny Ognatz is coming with me. And we see who we will later know as XS uh, running around uh, this, this chamber in there. Uh, then we go to what is clearly Durla. A um, bunch of hooded guys, not even speaking Inchalak, because, of course, that's a UP language. Um, but they've got the uh, the little Omnicom, and they're passing it around, and they're all wearing hoods, and um, and they fo- they sort of finally come to uh, to one member who's who looks like he's saying something like me. Um, <laughs> and then we have another... Um, uh, SP officer who's going to a, to some sort of lab and and of course this officer is someone we know. Um, so she says, "Where? Where on the duty roster does it say Officer Kuzumano, <laughs> UP messenger to the rich and pampered? Come on, open up, golden boy." And the door opens and she says, "Lyle Norg, greetings. I'm with the science police and I'm here to help you." Mm, hello, anybody here? There must be somebody open. There must be <laughs> somebody open up the door. And. Um, and she's, wow, nice place. This Norg fellow must be doing awfully well for himself. Where does this money come from? And uh, he kind of fades in and says, oh, I did EarthGov a couple of favors. And she freaks out and says, how dare you sneak up on me like that? And he said, sorry, old habit. She says, is your dad home? Dad, you're looking, you're looking for not Lyle Norg, right? Well, baby, look no further. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, uh, baby. Another Back change. from the dead. Yay. Yes, exactly. So that was that was pretty significant, too. Uh, next uh, next panel, emitters online yet, Docs? 
And he says, still flexing, adjusting point ZZ5. Quirrell Docs, I have a message from the United... Thank you, officer. Show yourself out. <laughs> good day. Rude. I said good day. <laughs> Lots uh, but, of rude people in this version of the Legion, aren't and, there? And, and, but it's urgent. Mm-hmm. Rond, so the other guy is Ron Vidar. He says, Rond, try ZZ3. And uh, so the message says, Attention, Quirrell Docs of Kalu. As per treaty between your government and the Federation of the United Planets, you have been chosen to serve as your world's representative in the new Legion of Superheroes. You are expected to report to Earth UP headquarters by 29... 29940531 for assignment of duty failure to do so will be seen it will be interpreted as a breach of treaty so this is what all these people are getting this is what they're getting is this message that says that they have to go there so this sounds like the president is exercising her own uh, her authority. own power, authority so anyway there's a, a nice little start with the uh, with the Archie Legion yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, you, know, you know. I think I'll be I'll be the naysayer here, just because I'll be the devil's advocate. I th- I think my <laughs> issue with the with the Archies was they look so young and so squeaky clean, right? They were supposed to be. <laughs> well, I know, I know that was what they're supposed to be, but we had just come off of a few years of dirty, grimy, dystopic, futuristic mm-hmm. adult Legion stories, and this was kind of a a shock to the system, I guess you could say. Yeah. K- kind of like how five years later was a shock to the system when it came out. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I, I think it took me a while to warm up to the new set of Legionnaires, even though they were all familiar. So, Well, and it's interesting because when you, when you look at where the Legion book was just before this, oof. <laughs> It wasn't such a bad thing. No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, we'd, we'd been, you know, because that, that Legion had, had evolved into something very different, you know, from, from any of that stuff. I mean, we had just come off the, uh, you know, old, old brainy. Um, old fat brainy. Yeah, Lodestone, you know, Cosmic Boy. Uh, um, yeah. Emerald I, Dragon fight. A, and Emerald Dragon, <laughs> yes. I had actually stopped reading the regular legion title uh-huh. at this time i was only reading legionnaires legionnaires was a re- was a really fun book in the in those first 18 issues mm-hmm. you know they uh they well because they were they were focusing on that younger legion and and at the at the very least you know i, I look at this as kind of well it is Definitely, sort of, a, a, you know, a return to the um, to the Silver Age aesthetic of them as actual kids, mm-hmm. and um, notable, I think, in in the point that uh, um, Garth is a year younger than Rock and uh, and Imra. You know that that kind of goes along with the whole sort of uh, hothead image, right? You know, he's he's a little bit younger with them and not quite as mature. Um, so I, I thought that was that was an interesting little touch, uh, but the fact is, we had been dealing with a, a much older Legion uh, up to this point, and even even more so um, after the uh, with with five years later, and with Brainy even more more so. Um, poor old Brainy. Um, yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was just ugh, shudder. So. so and and I gotta say, um, even more so on under Moy's pencil, they 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 really look like kids. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, they do. 
You know, I mean, uh, I, I, what I thought interesting was even, and, and, and even talking about Eminem's <coughs> stuff in the, in the first issue, he, um, you know, like, like they just looked so young and, uh, and so, so there was kind of that, that innocence to the characters as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, yeah, so, and, and we're getting diversity in this Legion because we're getting Kid Quantum. Yeah. And XS yeah. right away. Yeah. So, you know, points to them for, playing that card and, and doing it. So. And Kid Quantum was a nice touch because, of course, that was a, um, you know, the, the name had been kind of bandied about for quite some time. But mm-hmm. but um, when we heard, had the story of um, of Kid Quantum, it was sort of, a, a, a you know, an over and done very quickly. And it was neat to bring in Kid Quantum as a, as a real character, as a quote-unquote real character. Yeah. Because um, his... The Kid Quantum stuff in the five year later stuff that was kind of around the time where it was going from it was on the not so good end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, that 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 was where the the interference was happening even more at that mm-hmm. point. And uh, wasn't he tied into the whole uh, Garth being Prody? thing somehow yeah because wasn't he a protean he was like seven proteans yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly so so now they've tied him to xanthu and so Uh we we've seen another couple of characters that we'll we'll see again later on and um you know it was it was an interesting way of of you know the idea that now they're 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 a lot of them are pressed into service with the legion Mm -hmm. um and that they represent their different worlds, and uh, it, it becomes, it, you know, the Legion ends up becoming sort of a United Nations of, or the United Planets of uh, of superheroes. So they, they, you know, they represent their home worlds and their delegates to the uh, to the United Planets as well. So, you know, that's that's kind of an interesting tie as well, an, inter- an interesting sort of twist on it. You know, I mean, Tinya got to prove herself. Uh, the others uh-huh. were, were the others were were picked by the by the UP, the draft. Yeah. yeah well, exactly, exactly, and 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 I, and, I, I mean, I we'll see some of that play out. Yeah, I think that was a smart move story wise because did you really want to sit through tryouts every issue until you got a legion? Right. You know, so that that was a smart move that Mark Wade pulled right there. It allowed them. Yeah. It, it allowed them to pull the team together quickly. <laughs> and uh and, and get on with telling stories you know get you know let, let's we we've spent two issues on the origin now when we get back to the regular book let's let's move you know let's let's get some stories happening and, and they do um yep, you know, yep. pretty quickly so yeah anyway some <laughs> kind of fun so there we go see people said we've all oh, you've never done the archies well now we have yeah now we have there we have it so and now it. we'll never do them again. No, that's, uh, that's it for a while. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but we will come back to it without, without a doubt. Little Archie Tease. Little Archie Tease for you. Little Archie yeah. Tease, exactly. But it was kind of fun to do uh, to do an origin story again. Yeah, we haven't had one in a while, so. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, really, the last one that we did would have been the uh, uh, five-year-later number eight. Yeah. Because uh, there never really is a three-boot origin story. No. There is, doesn't no. exist. 
So, and and it's and it's an interesting thing. In in again, the, the variations you can see what they what they sort of picked from each of the each of those original eras, and uh, so there's there's elements to it that they grabbed um, even from that 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 number eight issue. Um, uh, you know, and the the idea of of sort of image consultants. You know, the uh, the whole you know what happened to the name Lightning Lad? Well, marketing said this, <laughs> and, and and we had a bit of a feeling for that in that 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 other origin issue, but uh, but we, that really got put to the fore here. So anyway, anyone else? Anyone got anything else? No, I think that's it for the Archies yeah. for now. All right. So then, comments as always are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join us on the forum for the conversation. That is forum.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitters. We are LOSP Podcast. We're also on the Facebooks. Just type in the searchy box, Legion of Substitute Podcasters, and it brings you right to us. We're going to get taxed for all these extra S's you keep pulling. (laughs) We're Canadians. We get them for free. Yes, yes, yes. We're subsidized. Do not. <laughs> and uh, barring all the all these things or in addition to all of them you can also head over to our website that is legion of substitute and you can leave a comment on this or any episode and with that we make our way back into the time bubble try and navigate through that zero hour time storm and make our way back to the 21st century and we will see you all next week and we're back um, everything looks a little different. Did we monkey around with something in the past? Uh, this room uh, no, seems Coco, completely Coco, different. Coco the monkey comes in later. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. All right. Um, so, um, you know, it was interesting sort of hearing what we thought way back there in the past. And uh, what, it, what it has me wondering as we look through this, you know, history of the show is uh, – did. Did there was there anything that happened in Legion history this week, Michael? Uh, yes, there was. Oh, and, what luck! Uh, what luck! And we are now with the uh, with a change in the calendar. We are now into the years ending in threes and eights. So, nice. sixty years ago, uh, in 1963, we have Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number sixty-seven. Uh, when Jimmy gets fired from his job as a Daily Planet reporter, he masquerades as a girl named Leslie Lowe to get it back. And a bunch of Legion statues have a cameo role. And what do we do with Legion statues? Take a drink. All right. All right. 40, 40 years ago in 1983, we have Adventure Comics number 498, which was the Digest reprinting. Uh, Adventure 301, The Origin of Bouncing Boy, Mm. and 302, which was Sun Boy's Lost Powers. And we covered those in episodes 9, 12, and 299 and a half. Oh, yes. We did did a revisit of Bouncing Boy in 299 and a half. Uh, But wait, there's another digest that also came out that same day in 1983. It was Best of DC, number 35, reprinting the best stories of 1982, one of which was uh, Legion, volume two, number 286, which is where Dr. Regulus comes to RJ Brand's private planetoid for a death match against Sunboy. And that was episode 74. 
30 years ago in 1993, Timberwolf number four, uh, Timberwolf and his friends continue the search for Aria and fight Captain Flag. And that's flag with one G, not the Suicide Squad's flag with two Gs. Okay, and not the guy from MASH. Okay. Correct. That was Colonel Flag. Colonel Flag. Right, right. Good point. <laughs> uh, and so that was episode 624. Uh, 25 years ago, in 19- Legion Volume 4, number 101. Spark's new gravity powers disrupt her spiritual bond with her twin brother Livewire and may be jeopardizing her health. When 30th century medicine fails to restore her original lightning powers, she embarks on a quest that makes her fellow legionnaires fear for sanity. And guess what happens when we go to Carball? Oh, are there lightning beasts? There are lightning beasts. Oh, take a drink. And... Look for this one around late 2025. Uh, tell you, threes and eights, they're going to be tough on us. Uh, 20 years ago in 2003, we have Superboy number 147 Replica Edition. It was a uh, reprint of Superboy 147, complete with ads, uh, which contained a new story at the time of the Legion's never-before-told origin. And that was covered surprisingly late, uh, in episode 304, or 504. I don't know why it took so long to get to that one. I don't know. Uh, so 950 years from now, and this is a nice big round number. Mm-hmm. On January 5th, 2973, this is what will have been going to have happened. Uh, three youths, Rock Crin, Garth Rands, and Imra Ardeen, save R.J. Brand from assassination by men working for his cousin Doyle. Wow, this might sound familiar, folks. Weren't we just talking about such things from and, 11 years ago? <laughs> and the very next day, January 6, 2973, Brand pursues, uh, persuades his three rescuers to form the Legion of Superheroes as Saturn Girl, Cosmic Boy, and Lightning Boy, respectively. Cosmic Boy is selected by the team's computers as the best leader for the group. Mm. And uh, um, it, this also happens to correspond, which we'll find out uh, in about two more months, is this is also uh, the 65th anniversary year of the debut of the Legion uh, in April 1958, cover dated February 1958. Wow. And so, uh, yeah, we've got... Um, we may or may not have some interesting celebratory things planned for this year. There we go. Isn't that awesome? Uh, 965 years from now in 2988, in the five years later timeline, uh, Glorith wipes out the entire population of Daxum. Oh. Laurel Gand, Valor, and Dev M are among the few surviving Daxamites. A small group of legionnaires begins planning a retaliatory attack against Glorith. And this was the Mordruverse retcon of the Time Trapper um, uh, story with a conspiracy where they went after uh, the legionnaires went after him instead. And then 970 years from now, in 2993, in the five year t- later timeline, 
uh, Mig, a.k.a. Karate Kid 2, is transferred to the Dominator's Weisinger Chambers beneath Metropolis to become a research subject. Uh, this is not going to end well for him. Uh, he, he, they, they really did him. They really did him dirty, didn't they? I mean, then they, it's like, oh, and he's back for uh, for Legion of Three Worlds, and oh no, now he's not. <laughs> well, he, he was back for Legion of Three Worlds. That part is true. Yeah, he didn't make it out of the series, but that's no, that's he, bar- he barely made it out of the page. <laughs> that's the flashback for another day. Indeed. Indeed. But that is what I've got for this week in Legion history for the first week of January 2023. That is fantastic. Thank you, Michael. Folks, uh, you uh, may be able to tell us all about how you're going to celebrate the anniversary of Adventure 247, and we encourage you to do so. And send that to us at Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, you can head over to our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com slash, or wait, well, wait, no, facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Oh, um, and, uh, and, and, and you, there, you can tell us all about, um, about the difference between Telus and Telos. Cause there's a difference folks. There's always a difference. Uh, you can also head over to uh, to, to Twitter and uh, determine whether or not uh, you think the uh, the the uh, the best Legion origin is the one uh, that took place on January fifth and sixth uh, of of uh, of twenty nine seventy three, or if it was the zero hour version. Ooh, yes, yes, we want debate. Um, and then you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcaster.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. But, you know, if it's about this episode, it's probably more appropriate that it be this episode that you're commenting on. And um, and you can tell us which your favorite uh, cost- new costume design is. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble. Again, got to move that pink fuzz aside. And, um, you know, we've been back and forth, you know, going back 11 years and uh, 600 episodes. Oof. And we will see you all next week. Great, Scott. Paul, we've got to go back to the future.